Welcome to the mountains. Hey, this is Brett here to inspire you once again to get outdoors and connect with nature for your health and for your personal growth, naturally. Hey there, gang. I am so glad you've joined us today because this is an exciting day for us here at Mountains and Den. Not only are we celebrating our 100th episode, woohoo, but it's also our first Fireside Friday where we sit back here in, in the Zen Den, as we like to call it, and have a chat with writers and naturalists, artists, musicians, and great thinkers and lovers of nature, all for the purpose of personal growth through connection with nature and wildlife. I'm especially pumped to be introducing a very special person in my life, the only other person I know personally who is as crazy about nature and wildlife as much as I am and who I'm crazy about, my best friend, my wife, Melissa. And together, we're just a little more crazy than we are apart, which you will definitely pick up on in today's episode, as we share a few tips and ideas that we've been learning that have helped us immensely in this past stretch, especially since the pandemic hit. Well, there happens to be a beautiful snow falling outside today, so grab your favorite beverage or hot drink and come on in and have a seat by the fireplace on our first Fireside Friday as we talk about 10 simple and practical things you can do right now to dramatically improve your life. Come on in. Welcome to the mountain. This is Brett. And this is Melissa. And we get to be your hosts today, where we invite you to connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth, naturally. Speaking of natural, I have the most beautiful, natural, wild woman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend and my guru, Fruru, <laughs> my wife, oh my goodness. Melissa. Hello. And, <laughs> and with that introduction, oh. you are in for a wild ride today. And I mean a natural wild ride. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to share some thoughts of what we've been going through over the past, um, well, actually the past, I'd say four or five years uh, since I've been studying and getting into meditation, yeah, just dabbling, I should say. I shouldn't say studying even, just dabbling with meditation. We've all our lives been um, nature lovers, and we've understood the, the value of, of how it makes us feel. So I thought, you know, today we'd talk a little bit about the 10 things you can do to... Um, right now. Right now. 10 <laughs> things you can do right now to improve your life um, in, in a natural setting. So welcome. We're really glad you're here. Settle in. It's going to be a fun ride. So, Frui, and for our listening audience, uh, Frui is a funny word for deep friend that we call each other. Some people call their loved ones uh, sweetheart, or love, or honey, or, or schnookums. Or but, baby. Or, yeah, or there's a lot of other words. But for us, you might hear that back and forth. We never call each other Brett and Melissa. So, no. full disclosure, uh, Fru and Fru. Um, welcome to the family, listening audience. <laughs> Glad you guys are here today. So, Fru, tell us a little bit about, let, let everybody know about your nature background. Why? What does nature do for you? Why do you love nature? Well, fruity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's weird. Um, well, I grew up in the country, in the hill country of Texas, on 20 acres. And as a little girl, I was just always outside. Mm -hmm. There was nature all around me that, oh my gosh, I love to climb trees. I love to explore in the back pasture. I love to look for rocks. I was just happiest in nature. And for me, um, it was kind of my solitude and my safe place. My parents had a kind of tumultuous relationship. And so I would just, 
when things got a little rough, head outside and go be where I could just be still and find a little peace, really. Right. Um, so I guess for for me, nature was just a way to kind of be still and go to my happy place. So it really was a haven <laughs> for you, really, a haven of retreat. It really, really was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for some people, it just you feel more alive in nature, but for you, it was survival in a way, it sounds like. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Now, I've been there, and you had a long driveway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the best to ride my bike down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then even at back roads, so, and you would go walking every evening and, mm-hmm. um, after dinner. And there was just, uh, so it has a comforting. Well, yeah. And as I grew older, obviously it wasn't a place. Um, my parents did divorce. However, my father kept that property. And so I'd go back there um, quite often. And, and it turned into more of just a kind of an oasis for me, a place where I could always get away and just find my find my groundedness and and find some it was like a sanctuary really yeah yeah and it is a beautiful place where is it um it's northwest of san antonio just outside the little town of bernie yeah yeah Mm -hmm. there's beautiful rivers down in hill country in texas Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. i didn't know what i was missing in texas we're here in colorado and you know the foothills of the rockies and it's way different terrain but just every bit as beautiful in its own way and and it's um, nature welcoming yeah. And uh, we still go back there, don't we? Just to Absolutely. check it out. In fact, they turned it into something. Yeah, they turned it into kind of a an event center where they have, well, they used to have weddings there. I guess they still do. And music, it's a music venue. And now they've put little casitas on there. And it's interesting. Casitas. Casitas. And you had pets too, didn't you? Oh, we had, you know, the dog of the month club on the country. <laughs> Whatever right. dog got dumped by one person was picked up by my father. <laughs> So we had a lot of animals, and there was just a lot of life and and nature everywhere. Speaking um, of uh, life, what was your the best gift you ever were given at Christmas time? Huh. The best gift of your life? Well, duh, <laughs> a horse. <laughs> so if you you know if you want to get to know me, just know that I love horses. Absolutely love yes. them. In fact, I think fru really means horse. I in, think it does. Fruelian. <laughs> and I always wanted a horse as a little girl, and my parents would always say, Santa can't bring a horse on his sleigh. And I'd think, why not? He can do anything. He could hook one up. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm not I'm not an idiot. <laughs> However, it was like my 11th birthday, my father did buy me a horse and lead him across the yard with a big red bow on the saddle and made my whole life. And So Frosty was your first horse. Frosty was my first horse. Yes, yeah. and, and seriously, for our listeners, that it's not just like, I, I really like horses. For, for Melissa, oh, no. horses are her life. Yeah. And uh, right now we're down to one, but uh, looking to, to acquire more. <laughs> Usually when you, <laughs> we had somebody tell us one time, I think it was a stranger actually said, yeah, when you get one horse, you get four. And we've had yes. four and more. And yes. uh, we're, we were into a little, we had been into a little bit of a downsizing and now we're ready to stay yeah, simple. But that's boring. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the trail. Hit the trail. And the best part, and tell me, I mean, you, you let them know if I'm lying about this. Every time we go on a trail, a new trail, we go. This is the best trail oh, ever. It is. It this is, is the best day ever. And it's the experience mm-hmm. of being outside and mm-hmm. on a horse. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that for us. And we love to hike, but something I love about horseback riding is you don't really have to exert a lot of energy if you don't want to. No. I mean, I, we both love to hike. We've done 14 oh We love it, but, Our dogs but love I hike. get to combine my love of, and my passion for horses with being out in nature and, right. and seeing some of the most beautiful landscape um, that maybe I wouldn't want to hike that far to or... You know, it's just I can sit back and pay attention to beautiful streams and forests and mountain views and smell of horse. (laughs) (laughs) The smell of horse. Leather and 
Leather and manure is my <laughs> favorite <right>. smells. They <laughs> could hey. just bottle that up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see what we can do about that. Sell it on our store. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just, just for all of you who don't know us, and even those who do know us sometimes think, um, man, these are really outdoorsy people. They're, they get outside a lot. They go, they're always hiking or doing adventures. And truth be told, it's not really like that. I mean, we want to be. That's our intention, I mean, at least mm-hmm. from our perspective, because if you gave us the option of not having to make a living and just yeah. being outside, that's all we do. And absolutely. We just get drunk on nature, I think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, nature gluttons. But, um, but the whole point of Mountain Zen Den in the first place was to, it was to um, highlight something that I am deeply in love with. I had a similar upbringing. I'll talk about that later because we're on a roll here with what nature uh, does for us right now, and hopefully we'll do for you. The whole point of Mountain Zen Den in the beginning was to connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth or, or personal trans- transformation, transcendence. Because there's something I noticed even as a kid that I just felt like I was my truest self mm-hmm. when I was out in the That's wild. That's how I felt. Yeah, there's something. It, it's like it's like a switch, seriously, mm-hmm. for is. us. And it doesn't necessarily have to be deep into the forest or high on a mountain no. or at the ocean, although those are like where I find my highest bliss, I think, uh, mm-hmm. physical bliss at least, if there is such a thing. I know it's a more of a mental mm-hmm. <laughs> or a spiritual thing, but um, just even out on our back porch, um, it can be um, it can be watching a TV show that is full mm-hmm. of nature. Uh, we just saw the first couple episodes of 1883. Sadly, there's only three out at this point because we've loved the West. Kind of rough show, probably pretty realistic, but <laughs> it's funny, it's half the time, instead of following the storyline, Melissa say, oh, I want that horse. <laughs> or, and I say, look at that, oh, look at that setting by the river. And so we, we watch shows for the uh, nature setting. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and pictures and sounds of nature. That's what we try to include on the Mount Zenden meditation podcast here is um, because there is you, the the body and the brain doesn't know any different it's with very the input. calming you know I teach so I'm a first grade teacher and when my kids come in in the morning I like to have something on my I have a very large flat screen tv and I like to have some kind of a nature scene um, from YouTube on there so it, and sometimes it has a little soft music with it sometimes you can just hear the water falling or the birds chirping or whatever it is and I think it's very calming in fact, I've had a couple of teachers come in my room and say, wow, it's so calm in here, so zen-like. <laughs> and that's, that's in, incredible for a first yeah. grader. Anyway, so I think you don't, I mean, that's just on my TV screen, and that's not ideal. You want to do more than that, but it's, you can access that feeling anywhere. It's a start right away, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, so we talked, we promised 10 things you can do right now to improve mm-hmm. your life, um, and we're going to in many future episodes. By the way, um, we plan on featuring lots of other guests on here in the near future, uh, authors of nature writers and, um, you know, naturalists, uh, maybe some nature scientists even. Uh, nature scientists, what do you call that? Biologists? <laughs> I should know. My dad was a biology teacher and uh, the biggest biologist I know. But um, we just want to kind of narrow in today on, um, you know, we're recording this just before New Year's Eve. And we want this to be a gift for you for the new year, to be able to have a few insights. We're not probably not going to say anything or, or pro- probably won't say anything that you haven't heard before or thought of, but put together in a natural setting, hopefully, um, will make you say, yeah, you know, I've heard that before, but 
I think I'm going to try it this time if you haven't done it or if you're not doing it. A lot of you probably are doing it and could teach us a lot more. But um, I was just listening to a podcast where he was talking about a sports coach who said, let's get back to the fundamentals. I mean, this is a coach whose team was losing. Can't remember what team it was at the time, but their team was losing. by the Broncos. <laughs> and uh, they... Um, needed to get back to the fundamentals. He, he first taught them how to put on their socks so they wouldn't get blisters on their feet. They're like, coach, we know how to wear socks. And he said, we're going to start right from the ground up. And these, so these are fundamentals, really, but put together are actually very um, powerful, have been for us. We're, we're, not doing any, we're not talking about anything today we haven't started doing, and that doesn't mean something to us. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to let you kick it off, Rui. Uh, all right. To just what are what are the what are some things that you can do? And we're going to keep it to ten, and uh, just let us know what works for you. All right. So to start out, I, I'm probably like you, where I know a lot of what to do. I just don't do it. <laughs> so for me, I I needed something to kick me in the butt to give me an actual framework, an action, an actionable process or step to take. So. Hal Elrod wrote The Miracle Morning, and this isn't just a plug for him. I mean, of course, I think it's an awesome book, but um, it really changed my life because it gave me a set of things to do every single day that were simple and easy, and, um, you know, you just need enough willpower to kind of get it going, and then eventually it becomes a habit. Now it's a habit for me. I don't miss a day. His name is Hal Hal Elrod. He wrote The Miracle Morning, and I had... I think you had it on audiobook several years ago, and I had listened to it, and it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm not getting up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still I, haven't gotten you to take the cold shower yet at the end of the show. <laughs> no. So for the listening audience, I am not a morning person. That's Repeat, true. not a morning person. Um, no one in our household is. We're all night owls. So, That's for sure. So the Miracle Morning um, implied that I had to get up early. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. But I guess I just got to a point where I realized if I don't, if I don't change something – um, I'm not going to get any results. So anyway, he has a great acronym called SAVERS, which for me takes the guesswork out of knowing what to do. Um, S stands for silence. That means having some kind of a meditation time, prayer time. Um, can be anywhere from five minutes to an hour. It's up to you. A is for affirmations. Um, v is for visualization. E is for exercise. R is for reading. And S is for scribing, um, which is journaling. So those are the things that I do every single morning. What is that? Six things right there? Six right <laughs> See, there. there you go. Easy peasy. There's your first six. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and for me, it just provides me that framework, and it really, truly changed my life. It, for it me, has. It just it it. changed my life. So I still hate mornings. However, I make sure to get up early. Um, some days when I feel really rested, I get up an hour early and I have an hour miracle morning and, and all those six things get a nice ample amount of time. Other times I have 30 minutes. So I do all those six things for only five minutes each. Um, it just kind of depends on, you know, obviously my time, but no matter what, even if I have six minutes, I will do each of those six things for one minute. It's the... It's to me the the daily practice and the commitment to something that is going to change my life for the better. Yeah. And over all those days and weeks and months, um, it's just it just has made a huge difference. It's just that little bit of improvement 
that builds upon itself. Yeah, and science has shown that meditation changes our brains neurologically. Oh yeah, and let me tell you, I was not, you have been trying to get me to meditate <laughs> for years, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I hate, I hated it. I hate, I have what a very, it mean to you? What oh did my it look God, like? it just felt like I should be, do, there's so many other things I need to be doing right now. It gave me anxiety to meditate <laughs> because I hate, I, I hate to sit still. Yeah. I, I have a list of things I want to do. I need to get them all done and to sit there and be still even for 10 minutes, like stressed me out. So I started with the Calm app because that at least kind of gave me somebody who could walk me through things. And even then I was like, oh God, come on, come on. Hurry up. <laughs> um, but eventually, I became kind of like, I longed for that quiet time, and I became kind of addicted to it. And then and then she became, her voice became a distraction. On the call map. On the call Having the guided Yeah, meditation. so then I started just listening to um, kind of quiet music of some kind or... Meditative music. Yeah, just meditative music, and sometimes I would just pray, and sometimes I would just be still and listen to my breath, or it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling at the time. But now I've come to really, really look forward to that time. And I've even gone up as far as 18 whole minutes, <laughs> which a, trust folks, me for me, that is like, amen. it's a miracle. It really, it really <laughs> it puts is. the miracle in the miracle morning because <laughs> I just, that was really hard for me. And now it's fun. And now it is fun. It most is days. fun. Most, yeah, most days Do it is Do you struggle fun. at all? Yes. Okay. <laughs> me too. I do <laughs> struggle. On, on, you mean on meditation or any of it? Any of it, but in particular meditation. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Stu- I, I do. It just depends on how much on, is on my mind. Right. And sometimes if I have a lot on my mind, I'll just write down all the things I need to do so I don't forget. Yeah. Because um, sometimes when you're quiet and still, that's when all of a sudden you have these rememberings of things you need to do. Right. And, and you don't want that to be a distraction. So try, try to make your list before you sit down and then... And then I think for me, the biggest thing was just being okay with maybe not having it go perfect. Right. Because you have in this, you're, in your mind, it's supposed to be this, oh, like so zen experience where you're like a monk and nothing comes into your mind and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like to give yourself a little bit of a break and know that you're going to have a gazillion thoughts. Yes. But just to let them go and not to judge yourself. Right. Because all... I judge myself and I want to be perfect at meditation. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the whole point of meditation yeah, is just exactly. to watch your, your thoughts. Yeah. So I think that's what more than anything I've learned is just to become more of an observer of myself and my thoughts and kind of separate myself and that awareness. Kind of like, huh, how interesting. Wow. And, and having this conversation, I've never had this thought before, but yeah, I just pictured us. I mean, if the point is to watch your thoughts, to observe mm-hmm. your thoughts and to, without judgmentalism, <laughs> without judgment, picture yourself like you're sitting in a theater Here's a, here's a tip for you while you're meditating or a thought that makes you feel a little better about your monkey brain, your monkey mind. What if you were sitting in a theater and, and no show came on? <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be wonderful in, the, in a meditation setting because now you have total peace, but that is so rare. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point is to watch your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of nature, because some of you might be thinking, well, this is great, but what does this have to do with nature? When I meditate, I always picture myself sitting in this beautiful mountain meadow with a stream going by pine trees kind of swaying in the wind and bird chirping it's just what i do it's my go-to i can't even meditate without that visual in my head yeah yeah and i something i've observed about you is that you have a very 
When you tell me your dreams, <laughs> you tell me I these cartoon images you get <laughs> yes. when you're meditating. I have um, all kinds of and, images. <laughs> and we're all different because yeah. I can't relate as easily to that. Uh, I wish I could, actually. I like that. Mm-hmm. But the visualization part is important for you. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and the distractions um, remind me. There's a book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way. Let the, let the distractions, let the obstacle to your meditation allow you to pretend like you're working out. It's a, it, meditation is like working out for the mind, too, for your brain. And it's, a, it's like you just added another 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can do this. You can lift this. You can work through the distraction, the dog barking outside, the baby crying, the um, whatever else is going on mm-hmm. in the house. Somebody um, may be rude and playing the TV too loud. Whatever it is. Let it be. I mean, do your best to, get, well, that's to find I think, a distraction-free environment. You know, noise canceling, noise canceling headphones are really important. Yeah, and and maybe some kind of a soft, soft music or right. or some kind of nature sound in the background really helps. We're very you, fortunate. You can do it on, in a bus station as yeah. long as you put your headphones on and just kind of go to your right. Go to your right. happy don't, place. Don't don't let the the noise and distractions be. Uh, keep you from a barrier and don't think you have to have 30 minutes to an hour to sit there and meditate right i mean you can if you've got two minutes sometimes when i'm at school and i just kids are out at recess i just close my eyes take a few deep breaths recenter myself and okay and that that counts as a meditation if you want to know more about meditation i'll put it in the show notes one of our episodes i can't remember 50 or two or 78 (laughs) i'll look it up later is uh, teaches you how to meditate, just the basics. Uh, there's several different kinds of meditations and meditation. But I do think the Calm app is a great, or any of the apps, they're Breathe, a great place. Calm, calm, they're a heads, great place to start when you don't know anything. Absolutely. And then you can build from there and grow from there based on your preferences. Mm-hmm. I started with Breathe, and I really liked Lynn on Breathe. Mm-hmm. Somehow there were more stories or things that I mm-hmm. got caught on. I like the nature sounds on uh, Calm, so we That's use what, that. Uh, me too. That's why we have it still, because a lot of times we'll fall asleep to the sound of rain or oh, crackling I love the fire. fireplace. Yeah, here in Colorado, it's 300 days of sunshine or more a year. We don't get the same no. rain we had when I, I grew up on the East Coast. Melissa yeah. grew up in Texas, Texas. There was a lot of rain. Yeah, I do miss that. Yeah, yeah, but we'll take the wind through the pines or the train going by or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so those yeah. are your first, your first, first six, six, which I think are amazing. And I think uh, to keep this from being too much longer, I'm just going to wrap up with um, the last, with three more, and then we'll mm-hmm. talk about the fourth one. Okay. Um, for me, well, there's. Just three more fundies, you know, besides putting on your socks in the morning, is sleep. How powerful and important sleep is. Movement, and that mm-hmm. includes exercise. Well, we already mentioned exercise, but I mean movement throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, diet, food. Sleep, movement, and food are like, we all have to sleep. We all have to move if we want to function. And we all have to eat. But it, how you do it. There was a phrase we heard, who said this? How you do anything is how you do everything. I well, that. I know Hal has said that. Yeah. Let's just that really it to Hal. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Hal. Our pal, Hal. Our pal, Hal. Yeah. It's, it's really true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just break it down. Do your best to get the best night's sleep. And for everybody, it's a little bit different. But in general, from what all the science and um, the experts say, the hours between, is it 10 and 2 a.m., 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is uh, the most the best sleep you get if you're following your circadian rhythm. And then um, after that, it's still important. We actually have Fitbits, so we can tell to a, in a general degree at least. I don't know how accurate they are, but at least you can see your general trend, how many hours of sleep you get, and um, the 
quality of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, how many minutes of deep sleep and REM and wakefulness. So it's good to track it because you know what you're doing. Right. They say uh, not to eat a few hours before bedtime. They say to shut down all your electronics, especially that blue light of the digital. That is a killer for sleep because your mind, it just f- fires up your brain and keeps you awake like coffee. <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, oh, also no more caffeine after two or three in the afternoon. Um, That's hard. Yeah, that was a new kind of a new one that we just started doing and but i am we are starting to turn our clock around a little bit mm-hmm. uh, started we went to bed as early as did we ever get to bed by 8 30 p.m no <laughs> nice try it was a, it was an intention and melissa knows thought about I'll it say, i'll say many nights okay i'm going to bed tonight at nine no matter what and, and at 10 30 that night he's like <laughs> dang <laughs> how did it get to be 10 30 <laughs> but uh but anyway so you're not alone if you struggle with the deep it's the, tough if you're a night owl <laughs> yeah if you're a night owl owls need sleep too though and um the other thing about sleep is um, just and keep your light. bedroom cool. Keep your bedroom cool. Yes. like sixty six, sixty seven, sometimes less. And there's there's even light sensors in mm-hmm. your your skin, your body. So um, make sure you have room eyes. darkening shades, mm-hmm. curtains. The, and some people can get very few, but some people can function, you know, quite highly on lack of sleep, uh, on low sleep. I don't remember the. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't remember the small, statistics. It's like two percent of the population can get six hours or less and still thrive. Yeah, two percent. That's crazy. That is crazy. And I think honestly, those two percent are so jacked up on caffeine, they just think <laughs> that they thrive. And if you've ever, if you've ever driven on, you know, four or five hours of sleep or a long trip, you know it's like drunk driving. It is. Mm-hmm. You're just not functioning at your highest. So okay, enough of sleep. That's my number one thing. Movement throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit when I'm doing uh, mountain meditations and, and these other things. I am sitting when I'm writing. I'm, I'm working on a few books right now. I'm sitting, and uh, thank goodness Fitbit reminds me because like an hour can go by in two minutes. Okay, I got, I got. I'm sorry, I got to put a plug in here for that mini trampoline. Oh yeah, we have a mini trampoline that we got. Someone gave it to us. That thing is the best when you just have two minutes and you're transitioning, whatever. Just get up and jump on it. It's crazy. When they first the gave it to us, I was like, world. that that thing is going to take up room in the house. And where it does, we're... but it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. We all jump we on it. We love it. Not only that, but it's a great meditation cushion for you, isn't I do. It? I meditate on my... I can't tell you how many pictures of, of Melissa sitting on the trampoline, a cat on her lap, and, and two dogs on either side, and a bird over her shoulder. I mean, the animals love it. <laughs> but the important thing is that to do movement all yes. day. And you could be sedentary, do an hour workout, and go back to being sedentary, and that's still not good for you. Oh my goodness! It's not no. about oh, I got my hour working and now I can just go be a blob again. Yeah. You need to really move your body. All your entire day. body. Get up, do push-ups, do sit-ups, mm-hmm. do pull-ups. Park um, far away, walk in. Elevators, long way to the store and back. Elevators. Don't take elevators. Don't take elevators. <laughs> elevators. <laughs> climb climb <not> elevators. <laughs> do uh, yeah. Remember your whole body because I've just started being aware of that. It's like oh it's yeah, stretch. I can't just walk. Mm. Melissa is a great I'm a big stretcher my body demands to be stretched yeah so a great remember as you age too especially every year over I don't remember what it is you're, you're losing muscle tone and flexibility and so you need to really keep that up yeah yeah stretching and then after movement we talked about diet and we could go for days and we'll, we'll That's do a whole nother episode exactly but the three things that I'm basically doing this year is cutting way back on it if not as close to zero as possible zero Sugar. Little sugar, and boy, this is still the Christmas holidays, and that has been so hard. Uh, Christmas and the day after or two, <laughs> we kind of had to polish off some cookies and pie, but um, not a whole lot, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it still felt like too much to me because my body's sensitive to it now. 
No sugar, no flour, and no vegetable oil. And what does that include? Well, okay. No is pretty strong. Right. I say little. Little, yeah. <laughs> little sugar. <laughs> when you say little. no. What when do you, you say, <laughs> like, is that a hard no? <laughs> Define it's no. A, it's a soft no for me. But um, it, well, you, you, you're really you know, going to be think, eating raw food. I think if you for don't. me, because I'm I'm kind of a rebel. If you say I can't have something, then that's all I'm going to think about. So for me, food is more about what am I going to add to my diet that will help me and nourish my body, so that maybe I don't crave that other stuff. So for me, really, I, I I stink at eating vegetables. I love fruit, but I stink at eating vegetables. So trying to eat more vegetables, and for me, trying to eat more protein. And right. I notice when I do those things and and more healthy fats then I'm not craving all that other bad stuff. So instead of yeah. saying, I'm not going to do this, that just doesn't work for my personality. No. If I say, I'm going to add these things to my diet and therefore feel satisfied and, and nourished so that I don't reach for those other things, that works for me. I can yeah, do that. Yeah. But the best thing is to buy your diet at the store. Or how do they say that? Um, I don't know. Means, how do they say it that? It means don't. Do don't not, buy it. You do not bring you chips. You buy your willpower. That's what it is. You buy uh, your willpower at the yeah. store. Uh, don't don't bring chips in yeah, there. Yeah, if you bring all this bad stuff home and then you're like, don't eat it. What's the purpose of buying it? We both chips, yeah, we just, salty chips yeah, are we like cracked to yeah, us. We just crack. can't do it because you have one and you can't Chips stop. and salsa, nachos, chips and chips and Veggies chips and, and cheese and good. chips and chips. I love chips. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just don't buy it. Yeah. And we'll, like Melissa said, we will talk more about that in yeah. up, upcoming episodes. All right. Um, one more Thing. What's your finale there? The grand finale. We already we revisited this. Getting back out into nature. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a. We're all in, folks. Just so you know, we we decided this last month. We just said, you know what, for the new year. I mean, we've been writing and really doing the inner work that it takes, and feel like now that we're walking our walk a little better, we can talk the talk. Not there. There is no there. It's a journey, but we're feeling the benefits. We're seeing the benefits in people around us, our family, mm-hmm. our, our kids, and um, even our parents um, are seeing the difference and, and the people that we work with, the people we come in contact with. And so we just wanted to share that. It's totally out of just, man, we're psyched about this. And it all started with getting out in nature and realizing um, being in nature makes me who I am. I, I mean, it makes me realize my best self, who it I am. It brings you back to your truest self. Yeah, and it also helps you just get out of a stressful, get out of the stress of the world for a while. Mm-hmm. Some stress is good, but um, we could list off yeah. so many benefits in nature. Go to Mountain Zen Den, the About page, and you'll see how uh, the effects of nature on the body, uh, you know, on a cortisol levels and on dopamine, and, and just, you know, I'm no scientist. I just know that it's good for you and that it's been. Um, the proponents of nature have been talking about it for years, and we're finally, science is finally proving it. And get your bare feet in the grass or on the dirt. There's a whole nother research and scientific explanation to grounding. But uh, I thought you were going to say get your butt on the, <laughs> in the grass. <laughs> yeah, it's called get grounding. Get your butt off the couch. <laughs> and in the grass. And get your feet in the grass. Yeah, that's good. There should be yeah. a t-shirt. I, um, I, we watched a show called, is it called Grounding? I don't know. I think know. it was Grounding. It's about earthing or grounding and about the negative ions that are in the, the earth that connect with your feet. You know, we're around, even right now, It's it, now that I'm aware of it, it's kind of freaky. Electronic gadgets uh, are sucking the energy out of our Well, and they bodies. say our shoes now are synthetic, you know, there's synthetic rubbers and this and that, so we don't actually get the positive electromagnetic whatever is good for you from the <laughs> earth true. i don't know it's an amazing show I, I, don't, I don't question that i just 
Yeah. Watch you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I am no, not I, always good at right, it. I'm not so, gonna lie. <laughs> so this is a visual is for y'all. I, I actually got her to, to hug a tree the other day. When now we you don't hiking. have to get me to hug a tree, <laughs> but to true. get my shoes off early in the morning <laughs> when the neighbors are having their coffee and I'm out there barefoot on the frost. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have a price struggle. That is part of my normal everyday routine, morning routine. The first thing I do is put my feet on the floor, stick my hands in the air, and say thank you. Then I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, and go outside for minimum of one minute and get grounding. It is cold right now, but it's kind of fun and, and uh, yeah. invigorating. And my routine is to get up, <laughs> go into the kitchen, grab my coffee out of the microwave, grab my book for the day, and sit down and read. Yeah. But whatever works for you guys. That's right. That's right. That's the whole point of this. There's no judgment and there's no uh, one way. But these are some ideas. I hope they work for you all. Yeah. I'm so grateful that you stuck it out for over a half hour with us. And thank you for being here. We'll probably do these things in the future a little bit shorter, but maybe not. I don't know. This is our I first know, attempt. It went a lot longer than we thought. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, and I can just can't wait to see all the emails and uh, reviews we get on this one. Get that crazy wife off your show. <laughs> Get her butt out of the couch and back into the studio. Yeah. Well, maybe. Fruy, thank you for being here. Thank I'm you glad for to... having me. And thank you all for being so patient with me. So glad. I do love to talk. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You if put there's a, a microphone in front of my face. Put a pair of headphones on her and it's Yeah, it's all... kind of a ham. <laughs> so, anyway. thank you, guys. God bless yes, you. Thank and, you. And um, happy new year. Happy and new year. We'll see you next year. <laughs> see you next year. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging in there with us. And there you have it, our first Fireside Friday and 100th episode of Mountain Zen Den. Hey, thanks again for being here, and be sure to get outside as always. And remember, life is a gift, nature is a gift, and you are a gift back to the world. Live well, my friends, and we'll see you back here soon. <laughs>